Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Cells podcast. My name is Stephen, the host of, of the Endless Cells podcast and I'm delighted to be joined by Ross. How are you Ross? I'm good Stephen, uh, glad to be back on after a very long break. Uh, I've been very busy uh, getting my house organised so uh, apologies for obviously not being around enough uh, but I've made myself available tonight and I'm looking forward to talking Celtic. Well, usually me and Franny are the, the deadly the deadly duo, but that's me and you, Ross, so we'll <laughs> into it. And as you said, to be fair, I mean, I just put my apologies out there to all our listeners. We have been, like, chocker block busy, moving into new properties, different things are going on in people's lives, and it's just been hard to get a podcast up and going. But we're back tonight. This is a reaction. This is recorded straight after the, the Bayern-Leverkusen game, which finished 4-0. I missed the last goal because I was at the toilet, so I'm quite happy about that. But, I mean... <clears throat> I, I, I want to start with something, Ross. Just what Paul Lambert said in the kind of end of the, like the game when it goes on to the speaking thing in the studio, and he said, "I don't agree with saying, oh, we nearly, we nearly this club was built on winning,' and that's something I agree with, Ross. And the the form at the minute is questionable, and now and we're off the back of a, a draw against Dundee United at home. Now we've lost against Bayern Leverkusen at home four 0 in European football, albeit Bayern Leverkusen." are probably, and to be honest, a level above us and where we are at the moment, but still losing 4-0 isn't, isn't great at home. And we've got a tricky tie coming up here against Aberdeen at Pataudry. So in terms of the game, Ross, what we've seen tonight, the Bayern Leverkusen, we started well. I think it's the same story. We start well for 20 minutes and then die for the next 60. There just seems to be, there seems to be no legs within the team after 20 minutes. It seems like they're trying to catch the second wind always. I looked at Turnbull tonight and he just he was off it, especially for the, the, the goal he was at felt that. Tom Rogers again, albeit he's a brilliant player on the ball and he's fantastic when he's, well, obviously when he's taking players on and, and laying, laying balls in the feet and that. But again, as I said in the group chat, with them types of guys in midfield, it kind of limits us defending as a unit, especially when Leverkusen attack us. And, for me, anyway, the, the likes of Jada, he was probably our best player. I don't know about, about what you think. And Kyogo, the impact he made, he, me personally, I think he should have buried at least one of the two guiltiest chances that he had. But what what was your take of, of the game in, t- in terms of a summary? And then we'll get we'll get stuck into kind of specifics. Um, I, like you said, well, I mean, you could say we started well, but we had that, like, they had two shots on our goal within the first two minutes, I think. Uh, Hart had a couple of good parries out. They obviously had the ball in the net, but it was offside. And then we went up the park, made a couple of chances of our own. Kyogo, like you said, if he takes that, you, you can say if he takes that, it's a different game. I, I don't know. Is it a different game? Because they're a level above. I, I think if we got 1 0, they've still got gears to go up and they, they can still go and win that game uh, against what, what right now is a soft-centred Celtic. Um, they, they're nice going forward and all the rest of it, but they're very soft-centred at the minute. Uh, domestically and in Europe, uh, teams are getting at them. But uh, I, uh, Back on the game, uh, again, I, the, the first 20 minutes, sort of to and fro uh, looked like we were creating chances in the game, and then the, the mistake comes for Turnbull. Uh, it looks to me like I don't know about yourself, it looks to me like he's sort of trying to... I think he thinks the ball's got enough pace in it to usher it out, and then he suddenly realises this is not going to... I'm not going to be able to usher this out, and he's caught in two minds, and 
sort of gets his studs stuck in the ground uh, as he goes to try and deal with it and just makes a complete hash of it. Um, and for, for then on in, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, a classy, a classy team second in the Bundesliga at the moment, get their tails up. Uh, and Celtic, you, you could just see Bayer Leverkusen were keeping the ball and it was just sat in the confidence right out of Celtic. Uh, and they just they couldn't recover for that. And then when they went down 2-0, it's the, at, at that point, the game's gone. Uh, and Bayer Leverkusen, the, the, just going forward, their decision-making and their way to passing was just a level above us. Like you say, they're a level above us. Uh, second half, we come out again. We start how, how you want them. We come out and start. It's just the the big keeper for them. He, he looks a good keeper. He's had a good game. Celtics lost that game four 0 the night, but they could have probably scored four goals of their own if it wasn't for poor finishing and a uh, really good goalkeeping at times. Uh, but I mean, the only thing I can hold on to is they sort of kept going as best they could, and and like you said, Jota was uh, a shining light. Uh, Kyogo, I think. <laughs> He's, he's just, it's his first game back. He, he done all right, uh, but I think you can you seen early on what he sort of brings to the team that uh, yeah he doesn't. Uh, so we've missed that. But uh, I uh, they kept going and we got a glimpse of the new big Greek guy. I'm not even going to attempt to say his name because I'll say it wrong. Uh, but I all in all, uh, uh, sorry, Diamakis. Diamakis, maybe I don't know. But aye, other than that, it's it's a poor night at the office once again, eh, and it's it's difficult to take. But it's where we are at the minute, eh, and it's a process that I, you touched on what Lambert said there. I didn't see him saying that, but agree, agree, agree with that to an extent. But at the same time, you've got to look at what Postecoglou has inherited. It's it's a big job. Uh, and he's at the start of this process, like we always say, uh, we just have to, it's an endurance test for the fans, uh, and we just have to try and sort of be patient with the, the process. Uh, it's, it started off really well, but it looks like we've kind of went back a wee bit. I think injuries and so on have played a big part in that, but um, I we'll, we'll just need to see what happens. But... I, I still, I'm still way Ange at the moment. Uh, I think he, he needs at least two transfer windows before he's like written off, if you like, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean the worst transition process, process and projects. See, the next time I hear them, I'm going to run into the motorway and tell them. It's like I, I do understand. Obviously, it's a big, massive job. Obviously, the mess we were in last season. He's come in and he started relatively well and all that kind of thing, but. Before I kind of dwell, they kind of go into that kind of set of things. I want to just talk about the goals that we can see that obviously you touched upon the the first goal. Turnbull was it looked like he was a strictly calm dancing Ross. Uh, he just <laughs> he went he went for a samba or whatever he was doing, and he just ended up on the floor in his face. And again, at Montgomery was it an OG? Was it even going in? Because I don't think it was going in from the angles I was looking at. But Montgomery doesn't know that, and unfortunately, end up in the back of the net. The second goal, Starfelt pulls far too deep and plays uh, Florian Wrights on side, who, by the way, is a fantastic player, 18 right. years old. He ran I that think game. The timing, I think the timing he has run is a lot to do with that. I don't, I, Starfelt has to 
he has to drop back and go with the runner, but the timing of his run was perfect for me. I don't but think it, you can really fault Starfelt. No, if if you look at Starfelt, he didn't mark he didn't mark him. He came towards Carter Vickers and he played him on at the back post. He didn't even go towards him. He was free. That's what I'm saying. So he wasn't really marking him up, but he dropped too deep. Do you know what I mean? So and then obviously the penalty kick was a soft penalty. I, I don't understand how that was a penalty. Obviously Chris Sutton said his arms were in a natural possession. What what was your opinion on that? On that, did you think it was a penalty? Um, I, I, in real time, I didn't think it was a penalty. On seeing it again, I can see why he gave it. Uh, I think it's soft. Carter Vickers is he's he's went to block the ball. He's not tried to like handle it. He's just but and and sliding out sort of to to block the ball, your momentum makes your arms go out the way. So I don't think it's in an unnatural position. I can see why he gave it, but I thought it was harsh. But uh, it's, it's just the way in modern day football, stupid shite decisions that just didn't coincide with when I started watching football and why uh, I started we, watching football. Chris Sutton was pretty like adamant that the VAR would turn it around, but they give it and then your man give you the other cards. So he doesn't Never, know. But, uh, Aye. Yeah. He was never going to turn it round. He made his decision, eh? Aye. Big time. And then obviously the final goal to make a 4 0 that was kind of Celtic were dead in their feet. Attacked down the left hand side and a fella called Adley smashed it into the top of the net. So that kind of rounded off tonight. But just to, to dive into Celtic's kind of performance and player performances, I was a wee bit disappointed, as I said, in Turnbull the whole game. And I'm not singling him out, Ross, but I just thought he was a passenger. I don't know what you, obviously, your opinion is going to come, but the, the, for me, he kind of hid from the ball, and every time he had the ball, he made mistakes. He was giving it away. He was laboured in possession. He wasn't being quick. He wasn't being his, his usual self that you see in domestic level football where he, he looks fantastic. Now, the concern for me is this kind of level for Turnbull. Now, I'm going to get jumped on for saying it, but do you think he suits European football in terms of the pace, he just looked a bit slow, a wee bit laboured. Did you, did you not think that this evening? Um, I don't. I think it's, it's still early in his career to say whether he's suited to European football or not. I, I think probably the night a lot of his performance stemmed from that goal costing mistake. Uh, it was it was a shambles, and he, he knew that right away. You seen the reaction um, lying on the ground. Uh, I, I don't think he recovered for that all night, um, and it was one of the ones again, like like at Ibrox, uh, where he's sort of trying too hard to make amends, uh, and it's nothing nothing was coming off from. But uh, I think he's not been that great for a number of weeks. Uh, he's just he's just hot and cold now. Um, but he is what what is he twenty two? Um, and he's 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 played. I heard the commentator saying the night that he's played forty five games in a row for Celtic. That's that's a lot of football eh, for a guy that age, and it's a lot of weight in his shoulders because he he seems to be, other than McGregor, he seems to be the 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 main guy in the middle of the park. Eh, I like I like Turnbull. I think he brings a lot to the team. But I said it in the summer. I just felt that Celtic. I've said it already here. I just felt Celtic were soft centred in the middle of the park last year and they needed to add a a hard a hardy seasoned player uh, and they, they didn't do it and I think at times in the big games uh, it's it's showing already that we're lacking that. Uh, it, it's alright having these nice footballers, Tippy Tappy, Rogic, Rogic, McGregor and Turnbull when they're on 
in full flow and they're dominating teams, it's lovely to watch. But when it's teams dominating you, they're not the type of well, certainly no, you, certainly no three of that sort of elk. You don't want in the middle of the park all together. You need somebody that's just just a hard a hard man and just wants to break up the play. A, a Neil Lennon type, if you like. That's just, I think we're missing a, a player like that at the moment. I don't think McCarthy's the answer. And like you, at the, at the, the time when he signed, I was sceptical. And I think our scepticism is validated uh, he came in. He's he's hardly played any games, and when he has played, he's he's looked pretty pretty shit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've handed him a four-year deal at thirty-one years old. He must be he must be feeling the luckiest guy in the world to get that. It's mm-hmm. the the timing of that thing. It does seem like to me it was a rush signing, along with Joe Hart, get two players in the door. But Joe Hart obviously has worked out, and he's, he's a number one goalkeeper. But coming back to the midfield, and I I did I did say this to the the, the group chat at half time. In terms of Turnbull and Rodgers in a defensive, as you pointed out, they're they're nowhere to be seen. They don't track back. They don't track their runners. And I made that point where, if when they're attacking us, we're basically two men short because they're they're not tracking back. Do you think that they they can play at this level together in the Celtic midfield? But or do you think it's like throw McCarthy in for a bit more kind of solid with McGregor and then play one of the two? Or even Beaton. When Beaton came on tonight, I thought he was actually decent. He broke up the play a few times, and that's something I thought we missed, especially in the first half. I totally agree with that. I, I think, um, well, I've sort of touched on it there. I don't think you can play the, the three of them in that midfield, uh, certainly in games against teams like the night. I just, I just think you need somebody who's going to break up the play, whether that be McCarthy, he's not shown anything yet. Beaton. He's, he's done it in the past for Celtic. Can he still do it? Possibly. Um, but as I said in the group chat, you always look a better player when you're not playing. Um, but I, I I think that we need either a McCarthy or a Rogic, a, a Beaton to come in in these games and sort of just sit and try and protect the defence who are there dodgy, but they're not getting any protection for any midfielders, which is leaving them more exposed than you want them to be. Uh, I know Postacoglu, just he's, he's on the front foot all the time, but I think he, sometimes you just need to rein it in a bit in these games and just no get hammered 4-0 at home. Hmm. And uh, See as well in terms of, obviously, the team, what concerns me, as you rightly said there, is like, there's for me anyway. There's no physicality, even in the front line. Maybe Jay Mack is coming in. I'm saying that name. John's going to crack me tomorrow. No, he is. But Jay yeah, Mack, <laughs> like he he looked the physical presence when he came on. He looked quite tall, quite quite buff, and quite strong. And a Yeti, we always thought he could hold the ball up. But again, he just went fell off a cliff since preseason. So, I mean, Starfelt and Carter Fickers are probably our only really physical physical presence within the team. And that for me is quite shocking because. You think of Celtic throughout the years. I mean, go back as far as when Nanny was there, as you said, you had Mialbi, uh, Falhir and Baldi. Then you have the likes of Bayada, Van Dijk, Jason Denier, Eric Siotanko. And now we're kind of stuck with... A, do, do you know what I'm trying to say here? There's no there's no like, fight and grit. There, there's no one to take the game by the scruff of the neck and be like, right, come on, let's dig, dig our heads in the trenches here and 
get through this bad period. It just seems like, as you said, it's attack, 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 press, press, press. And all Leverkusen done was whack the ball over the top and we were in trouble. The amount of right. times I played Diaby get in through Montgomery's side was mental just making them runs because we were so high. And then what I noticed as well, I don't know about you, when the fullbacks tucked in, the likes of Montgomery and Ralston, all they did was pile the ball on the outside of them and they were basically one-on-one with the, the central right. def- the, the defender. And I don't think that's right, especially in European football. And people always say about the European Knights of Celtic Park, they're special, it's fantastic. And don't get me wrong, they are, Ross, but do you not think now it's more of a, a myth than anything? Because the form we've shown at home over the recent years has been shocking, don't you think? Aye, it's Parkhead is no longer the fortress it once was uh, the early noughties, uh, even into the tens. Uh, it's it's a far cry for that. Teams are coming, believing they can win, and pretty much knowing they can win at times. Uh, certainly in the last couple of years, anyway. Um, we've just we're just soft centred. We're we're just no streetwise enough, and we're no physical enough. And it's I've said it already. It's nice being. Playing nice football, but even the night, I don't, I don't think. Well, certainly, I would say for the last maybe four or five games, and it's no coincidence that Kyogo's not played. I don't think we've really. I, I can't mind the, the last time we properly pressed a team like we were doing when we. I know you, you can't really compare it, but when we were beating like Dundee six 0 and stuff like that, that press, even the press against Hearts when we won three two in the cup, it's just not been there. Uh, Probably be a big reason because Kyle was not played, but it's it's not been there for the last number of weeks. I don't know if the players are low in confidence. I don't know if if they're good enough to play the way Ange wants them to play. I, I just I can't put my finger on it now, but it's 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 just no good at the moment to to watch Celtic playing. Uh, but at the same time, you say that and. It, they made chances tonight, and against certainly in the league, which is our bread and butter. Europe, for me, it's you want to do well in it, but certainly in a season like this season, it's a bonus if we do well. I think there's enough there going forward if we can just get it right and stay in touch eh, up to January and then add a bit of steel. Hopefully, then the. the this title race is there's still a title race there. Do you know what I mean? It's it's only what six points, so it's it's not at the crisis stage at the moment. But something's got to give, and things have got to change pretty quickly. I but again, Ross, you come back to that fact. We shouldn't be relying on other teams beating other teams in the league. We should be the ones up there playing the flag. Oh, no, and being, I'm not saying that. But this is what I'm saying, like. At the moment, the form is two wins in seven games. That is not acceptable. I, I, and I don't care all these all people saying, oh, it's, pro, it's a project. Believe in the process. Believe in this. You're, you're seeing fits and starts. We've seen fits and starts under Neil Lennon that season of what this team can do previously when we're hitting 30 shots from outside the box, crossing the ball in, and it didn't work. And Postacoglu, yes, I want him to succeed, and I don't want him to go. I don't want him to lose his job, but he has to cop a bit of the blame. He's not blameless for me. He's seeing this unfold on the pitch. He's making changes far too late, especially in domestic football, which is baffling. The bench is atrocious. And yes, people can point to injuries and suspensions or whatever it may be, but every one of our players, no matter if it's reserve in terms of coming in to replace someone in the start 11, would walk onto the majority of teams in the SPL. 
bar maybe the likes of Hibs, Rangers, Hearts even that a push. And you, you, people are going, oh, it's accepted that we're going to lose to Livingston. But we'll give them, we'll do this. It's it's a project, Ross. It does my absolute head in. We're, we're, we're sitting sixth in the league. We're sitting sixth. We're in a mid-table class against Aberdeen. And if they win, they go above us. Which, is, quite frankly to me, is embarrassing at this stage of it's, the season. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not good enough. It's not a, a good enough position to be in. But we've and wait, quick question. Sorry for interrupting you. If this was Neil, what would you say? Well, right. See, you, I, I would be you would be raging, but you have to look at it in the other way and say, well, Neil Lennon inherited a machine and left a mess. Ange Poglu, Postacoglu inherited that mess. So he's trying to fix that at the moment. And that's how I think their situations differentiate. And that's how you can react differently to the way things are going. But do you think he's blameless? Like, do, do, do you agree absolutely with Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely but not. No. You see people, I've seen it like on Twitter and all people getting on people's backs if you criticise them or if you say something against them. And for me, it shouldn't be like that. I know Postacoglu came in under a cloud. We all know Eddie Howe was first choice. I mean, all the guys in the podcast wanted Eddie Howe. And yes, when that, when that went away, we were disappointed. But when Postacoglu came in, we're banning these ideas. More so William. He he loves him. He's got pillows and all made out of him. But <laughs> looking, looking at it now, and I, I still stand by what I said, Ross. I want them to succeed. But I think you're right. Something needs to majorly change quick because if we go to Pataudry, now we'll look ahead to that game anyway, but if we go to Pataudry, Ross, Ross, and just say draw or lose, do you think that it can still remain the way it is? Um, well, no, that's not I me think... saying sack him. That's not me saying sack him. No, but I, do you think... know. Yeah. no I know. Um, no, well, I mean, it, it's quite possible that we could go to Pataudry and lose. Absolutely. It, we, could, we could go to Pataudry and lose at any time. With any Celtic team, but again, it, it's it's another poor result. It's nobody's blameless. You have to look at and you have to ask questions. Of course you do, but at the same time, it's still early in the season that he's had a lot of injuries. He's not been able to get his best team in the park. I'm not making excuses because, as, like you said, eh, a lot of the players that have played should walk into their teams, but at the same time. The way he's been drumming it into the players to play, and then it's totally like taking away with the, the, the eleven that he's been playing for the most part, eh, and they're just coming back now. And I think you could see signs the night again of eh, them getting back to the way they were playing before Kyle go, McGregor, and the like were injured. We've still got Forrest to come back. I think there is there is positives. I'm trying to find positives. There is positives going forward with the players that have to come back, but I understand your like your worry if you like. Um, but I think if if we're still playing like this and like fits and starts, two wins here and then a couple of draws or a defeat, and by the time we get to January, then I think we have to really seriously look at the situation then because you can't then let it sort of go into the realms of Neil Lennon, but at the same time, you, it's it's a catch-22 because I, I, I still feel that he, managers don't get time and it annoys me. They don't get enough time and I know that 
it's everybody wants instant success and I, I want that as well of course I do but I think a manager with the, the, the sort of rebuild that we were looking at he needs to be given two three transfer windows and to get his players especially the way Ange wants to play it takes time it, before he even a ball was kicked under Ange people had said that have watched these previous teams that it takes six months to a year before they fully click. So, although you, you didn't want to lose a, another league title to them across the road, it's very possible that we will. But at the same time, it's very possible that we can win that league still. So, it's, I'm not panicking just yet, but I do think that there has to be some some has to give just shortly uh, in terms of starting to put a run of wins together because this draw win lose lose or whatever it's 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 no work it's no good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the likes of the the Japanese football experts, Australian football experts have said it takes six months to a year, and then the teams are flying. But no disrespect to any football team across the across the world. But we're not Yokohama, or we're not. Melbourne Victory or Brisbane Moor. This is a Celtic football club. This is a club, as Paul Lambert said, is built on winning. Not projects, not big transitions. Like that six months for Posta Cogley should be in theory in a Celtic fan's mind, cut down to six weeks. As you said, everyone wants instant success. And I think it's more kind of because we're in Scotland. We only really have one team to compete with. And the big issue as well, Ross, is you said we might lose a league title to the neighbours across the city. But that comes with a, a huge, huge price for us. We'll lose out in £40 million guaranteed getting into that Champions League next year. And if you looked at the finances that came out recently at Celtic, they've made a pre, pre-tax loss of £11.5 million or something around about that. And if they get that bounty, where does it leave us, Ross? You know what I mean? Where, where, when will it give? I mean, the next two games we have is Aberdeen at Pataudry and then after the international break, it's Motherwell at Fair Park. Are you at the point where you think these are must-win games? Every game's a must-win game. Uh, at Celtic, like you say, we're built on success. Sorry? I was agreeing with you there. I said definitely. Oh, <laughs> Just kind of broke up, so I didn't know what you were saying. Um, aye, they're all must-win games, like I say. But, uh, well, they are, they, they, aye, of course, they are, they are must-win games. You want to win every single game, but... At the same time, Rangers are not going to win every single game this season. The same as Celtic, aren't they? It's six points. Six points, I think that's right. Six points the difference now. So it's not at the desperate stage. There's a lot of football to be played yet. But Celtic need to start putting a run of wins together. And that's what it comes down to. Because if we keep drawing, it, it was like we, what, we, we lost at Livingston and Rangers drew. And then we drew. Rangers won so you're still losing ground we need to start winning and hope that Rangers draw here and there and I think I've seen enough in the game at Ibrox and I think I would fancy us still to beat them at Parkhead when we're at full flow with everybody playing uh, no injuries and that and all raring to go I I think we can give them a game and beat them I, I really do believe that but Wait, I'll go back to it again. The midfield for me is we just we need somebody in there that's 
it's going to. I'll tell you, we need somebody like Ryan Jack. That's that's what we're missing, or a Glenn Kamara, somebody that can put their foot in, just and just bully players because at the moment we're being bullied, and then we're getting the ball away too easy in the middle of the park as well, which is exposing the defence as well, and they just we just look wide open all the time just now, but. I really don't know. I'm, Ange knows football better than me. He he sees them in the training field every day. He's probably working on ideas to try and rectify the things that are going wrong now, and I, I hope that he, he starts to get it right sooner rather than later. I mean, we'll take a look ahead to the, the game at Pataudry on Sunday, and you mentioned the midfielder, and quite notoriously Aberdeen are renowned for having physical teams. I mean, go through their whole spine, the likes of when they had Cosgrove, players like that, just... <laughs> So the centre forwards, Adam Rooney, their defence, Considine, all them types of players that they're renowned for that. And there's a midfielder I think we should assign from that was Lewis Ferguson. I, f- I think he would be a fantastic addition to the Celtic team, Ross. I really do, if it ever happened. And I don't care about all this Rangers connection and blah, blah, blah. A player plays football. If we pay his wages, he plays for Celtic. If that ever happens and he's a Celtic player, and I'll support him. But do you think he would be the type of player that we would need, kind of strong in the midfield, box to box? Making tackles, breaking up play, and playing simple passes and getting the all go. No. <laughs> oh. I, 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 no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's good enough for Celtic. I don't rate the guy at all. Uh, well, that's harsh. That's harsh. I, I think he's a decent player, but I don't think he's all the things that you've described there. Uh, I think he's, well, yeah, he's he's a friend of set pieces. He's proved that uh, before. He's he's is li- liable to get a booking is what a. Uh, Sorrow is. Uh, I don't think he's any better a player than what Sorrow is, and Sorrow's gash. Well, so you for me, t- I don't. I don't think he's the answer for Celtic uh, in the middle of the park. Maybe not the answer, but something to be, find a solution with him. Just for example, him, McGregor, and Turnbull, or Rodgers, one of them two. Then you can have a wee bit more physicality in the midfield. That's that's what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, um, uh, I mean, he certainly he would add something to the squad, certainly, but I don't think he's the, the player that. Improves the the first eleven and helps us uh, progress in the middle of the park and improve. I don't I don't think he's the guy. But then you look at it and go, is James McCarthy the answer? It's like what well, is? I, I was I was skeptical uh, when he came in. I didn't think he was the right move. Uh, no. But I mean, you took my side topic and shoved it right up my arse there, didn't you? Thanks very much for that, Ross. <laughs> um, we'll look ahead to the game. Obviously, off the back of a four 0 loss. <laughs> Leverkusen in the league. The most recent game was against Dundee United. Finished one each at home. Now we're heading away, and our record's been a shambles, to be honest. <laughs> away from home in domestic football. So, going into that game, you mentioned physicality. What would you change from the team you've seen tonight to the team you, you put out on Sunday? Um, I would probably, I would maybe bring Beaton into the fold. Uh, think maybe drop out Rogic uh, and make Beaton, McGregor and Turnbull your three in the middle of the park. Uh, just have Beaton kind of sitting and that will allow McGregor to push a bit further forward along with Turnbull at times. Uh, but Turnbull being the, the sort of 10, if you like. Uh, and I would go with Jota again in the left. He's uh, He just looks the real deal. I would just be trying to offer him a contract now. He just, he's, he's a Celtic type player. He gets bums off his seats uh, and he, he excites me. Uh, and he actually, would, 
Sorry. Say to be fair, Rob. Sorry, just a touch upon Jada. We spoke about him at the start of the show. He had Frimpong on toast, didn't he? He, I, he did certainly when he when he faced him up. And he was running at him. He did. I uh, going back the other way. Uh, I think Frimpong was getting the the the, the freedom of parkhead at times. Um, but I uh, going forward, he, he, which is his main role. Uh, he, he looks the real deal. Uh, some great touches. He, he runs at people. He can take people on. He can have a shot at goal. Uh, I, I just really like the guy. So I, I think that the, our options at the moment are limited, uh, but they're starting to get a bit better. So you'd probably just go with Jota on the left and Abada on the right, and uh, Kyle will go through in the middle uh, to begin with, see how things are going, uh, see how the game pans out, maybe bring in the Greek boy off the bench at some point, and your back four sort of picks itself. At the moment, I don't think I don't think Juran Juran going to be available. In no, the he's out. Think, so he's a couple of weeks. As AI, um, I you would probably go with just Ralston and Montgomery either side with Vickers and uh, Starfelt in the middle. I think. Don't know. He's not really done a lot wrong, but I don't think because he wasn't signing. I think he's going to stick with Starfelt and uh, Vickers. Looks probably the best centre half that we've got at the club, uh, certainly fitness-wise anyway. I don't know when Julian comes back in, whether he would come in for Starfield. Uh, and obviously you've got heart and goals. Uh, there's no competition for him. He's no. far and away the best goalie in the uh, team. Yeah, unless you want to bring Barkas in for a laugh and see how it goes. But, I mean, for, for well. me, like... <laughs> <laughs> for me, I... I'm going to be a bit probably controversial with people here. I would bring back the diamond in the midfield, so I would go... Just for this game, by the way, I would go Joe Hart, Ralston, Fickers, Starfelt, Montgomery, Beaton at the, the end of the diamond, so defensive midfield, midfield row for him, McGregor, Turnbull, Jada off the front with Giamakis and Koyugo up top, just to see if you can do that big, tall, kind of small guy partnership the likes of McDonald and Finnegar um, Hesling had at one point, just to obviously, I think, just a throwback to kind of put the the shitters up them just because I won't be expecting that. Obviously, it won't happen, but that's me and my brain thinking. Yeah, if right. I said that, Pasta Cogley would probably laugh me out the door. But it's, it, <laughs> it, it would just be good to see Giamakis and Kyogo start together because Giamakis, when he came on, he did put himself about and he was spraying balls and holding it up and things. And it looks like he could be that physical player. I think 10 of his 29 goals in the Eredivisie that season was a head of goals. So there could be that presence and Kyogo playing off like. Second balls often, I think, could work. But again, we'll probably never see that. But coming to score predictions, what are you going for, Ross? Oof. <laughs> um, 3-2 to Celtic. Oh, 3-2 to Celtic. Concede 2. Eh? Gonna, are you going to put that on the bookies? Are you, gonna, are you that sure about it? Uh, no, probably no. No, I just plucked that right <laughs> out there. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I'll go 2-1 Celtic. And... I have to be honest with people who are listening. I don't have a good feeling about the game on Sunday. I know Aberdeen are on a, a crap run of form. I think they are winning this in eight games. But these kind of games, Pataudry, as you said, Ross, we, we, we could go up there and slip up at any time of any sort of team. It could be the best team that we'd ever had. We'll probably slip up there at one point. And you just, I mean, do, just to touch upon him, Scott Brown's going to be playing against us. And that's going to be weird, isn't it? Oh, aye, that's got to be... Aye, very weird. It, just when you see him in a, the, the red of Aberdeen, it just looks weird. But to see him playing against us, uh, it'll just be, it'll be surreal. 
uh, and it'll it'll not be enjoyable. Do you think he'll be on the wind up? Do you think he'll probably think he'll try and see up the fans, or do you think he'll be kind of a, a laboured Scott Brown, or do you think it'll be the normal Scott Brown who just gets in your face? I I just think Scott Brown goes on to the park to win. Doesn't matter it, the connections, the ties with Celtic. So he I, he'll he'll know. Well, he'll know most of the players, some of the players. Uh, he'll know what buttons to push, and he'll he'll just try and do that uh, to try and win his, te- uh, his team the match. Yeah, and just briefly as well before we end the show, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the rounds on Twitter. I mean, tw- the Twitter sphere goes mad, especially in the early hours of the morning for some reason. And this is going to go out on Friday, so it does ignore it. It probably won't happen, and it, it, it probably won't ever happen. But did you see that rumour saying... Pasta Cogley was meant to be leaving and Gordon Strachan coming in with Scott Brown as an assistant. fail that under shite. <laughs> <laughs> I think people were taking notice of it because apparently whoever posted this was the guy who kind of let go that Dominic Mackay was leaving before he left. So I don't know. Look, there's loads of rumours going around about every different football club and the majority of them doesn't come off. And I sincerely hope, never mind the Friday this goes out, but I never hope that happens. No chance. Uh. Nah, I wouldn't even give that house room. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's just that's some, uh, it's some low life just making up shite to make yourself feel important. Yeah, it's like when newspapers do clickbait, isn't it? You click on it, and it's just not, not even true. As you said, open the filing cabinet and file it under shite. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel. <laughs>